Hi, listeners. It's Cheryl. First part of October, I will say it's my favorite month of the year. I love the sunsets and the sunrises, and I love watching harvest combines in the field and tractors everywhere and auger carts and just the feel of what it means. And I know for some of you, you're thinking, oh yeah, but here comes winter and it's going to be cold. And right now I'm enjoying October. I'm going to start a little differently. I'm going to ask you how you are. How are you? Really, how are you? And then I'm going to ask you a question. Have you ever had something that you've avoided? (laughs) That you know you should do, or you have this feeling that you want to do this, but you sort of avoid it, that procrastination, or you lean away from it because you think, ah, what if it doesn't, what if it offends, and what if it doesn't set well, and what if it, what if, what if, what if? That's this episode today. I have wanted to talk about this for a while, and I'm just going to be flat out honest and say I haven't had the courage. Today I have the courage. The topic is loneliness, and you're thinking, why is that such a big deal? It's just, well, it's a little different than what I've talked about before, or even what Noah and I have talked about. Yet, I am well aware and more aware all the time that we are lonely people. And that's different, lonely versus loneliness. And there are three resources that I'm going to put in the notes. One, I heard a speaker in August at a Global Leadership Summit talk about this isolation, and Liz Bohannon is her name, and the comment she made really struck me. We are creating, we are designing a world of isolation, and that's dangerous. And then, as you know, I listen to podcasts, and I listen to a lot of things. I take a lot of things in as a learner, as a... I'm just curious about the world. I heard another gentleman talk, and his name is John Deloney, and I have not read his book. I'm just flat out, I haven't... I I don't have his book, and I haven't read it yet. Um, And he was on a podcast talking about loneliness as well. And I will link his book um, in this. Here's one of the comments that came out of that podcast or that interview that I heard with him. We are so lonesome, but we are never more connected than ever. And he has a group of people around him. He said he's anchored. He's got a gang. And In fact, he gave the example like this. He was responding to a post on social media, and he thought it was really good, really good, spot on. It was funny. It was really good. And he had one of his buddies call him and say, that was the best. Man, that was the best comeback. That was the best response. 
and John agreed with him and said, yeah, 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 yeah. And his buddy said, take it down. Take it down. Take it down. He said, that's not who you are. And so his example around that was, if we don't have people around us to say, take it down, keep it on, keep us honest, I mean, we're isolating ourselves. So we are lonesome and we know it. And then I heard an interview with a young woman and I will link this in the show notes too. And I'm going to be just flat out honest here that I, this information or these insights that I'm going to share with you are not my own. These came from, quoted from someone else. And her name is Kiera Colson. And she has written two books. She's 19. I have not written one. She's written two. And she's 19. We're not even going to go there on that because I, I have a book in me somewhere. I know. I just haven't written it yet. I've been a little busy. Her interview on a, a, a this, it's a organization or a, a business. Well, is it a business? I don't know. It's leading the next generation. And they, the whole podcast, the whole inf- interview was about loneliness. And she interviewed people at a university, her friends, and dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of them. excuse me, and it was, what are we learning about this younger generation? So I want to talk about loneliness, and I'm going to share these insights, and here's why I'm going to talk about this. My work that I do, whether I speak or facilitate or coach or this podcast, is all about impacting humans through development and connection. And I've said this multiple times, we are hungry for, we are designed and we are made by God for connection. And we are more isolated than ever, yet more connected in every way. And, and I'm going to do the, when I was younger, <coughs> excuse me, when I was younger, we didn't have access to people. I had access to my family and by that I meant, you know, my grandma and grandpa on a Sunday, that's where we went or, you know, our connections were for me, it was through my church. That was our community. And we also got community. My dad was on different boards and, um, my mom helped with dinners at church or we had, um, you know, prayer groups with friends, but we weren't connected outside of when you left your house is when you talk to people, we had a phone on the wall and you really didn't talk to people much. And there were, you know, three channels on TV. We didn't know what was going on in the world because it wasn't global 24 seven. And so we, in a way were more isolated or set apart from the world than ever. I mean, and, and I'm 55. And so even my parents, it was, you know, the older generation, even more so like that. And now, I mean, I traveled to Europe in August and I I just sat there and thought, oh my goodness sakes, you know, people, f- I mean, I communicated back to the States like I was there. And so we are more connected than ever and lonelier than ever. 
I heard some statistics again in another podcast interview in Europe or in England, I think it is London, England, every 19 minutes, a man commits suicide. Every 19 minutes, and there are 25 attempts and one success. We're lonely. We're isolating ourselves to our detriment. What is happening? What is happening? And so when, so I want to, it doesn't have to be that way. We're fun people. And there are ways to, there's all kinds of solutions. And I'll get to those. Let me share the insights from Kiera's interviews. And these are not quoted exactly. I'm going to link her podcast in the show notes here. The insights that she got from talking to them was that, okay, and this is young people, let's remember that, because um, a lot of what I'm talking about in the world, in, in the work I do, is helping us understand and see where the other pers- person is coming from. And I'm going to use an example of school because I know that world. If you are a, a superintendent in your district, teachers, as a teacher, I did not understand what a superintendent did on a daily basis because I didn't have the seat at the table that he or she did. So I made my judgments and decisions and gripes and complaints or my you know, perspective based on what I knew without all the information. So these young kids do not have all the information that we do. And we don't have all the information that other people do. So these insights were interesting. And it was around the pandemic. And it was around them entering the workforce and going to college for the first time and so forth. And again, this is these are my takeaways. So listen to the podcast if I when that I put in the show notes. One of the insights is that the pandemic, the epidemic of COVID, the last, you know, 2021, 20, 2022, forced them to contend with themselves in a new way they've never done. Think about it. We don't ever really sit with ourselves, do we? So when I ask you, how are you? I really want to know that. Are you sad? Are you happy? Are you scared? Are you fearful? Are you joyful? Are you excited? Are you, because those emotions are your signals. So when we medicate ourselves and we I heard this one time too from a doctor, if I medicate, then I don't really know how I'm actually feeling. I'm just numbing it. And so these young people were forced to contend with themselves to turn around and look at themselves for the first time in a new way. So were many of us. And there were all kinds of coping mechanisms that came out of that, right? We spent more time online. We drink more, we eat more, we got a dog, we whatever. So that's one insight. Another insight 
is they have greater anxiety in relationships, which translates to just how do you interact with another person? And here's what they said. Screens were a safety blanket. And they are safeguarded by social media. So real life interaction, and I'm not, as I'm sitting here, I'm going to call us out as a grownups too, and think of all the bullshit that is on social media that we complain about, but yet we participate in. We do safeguard by social media because many of the things we wouldn't say to another person's face. These young people see the screen as a safety blanket. What did I have as a safety blanket as a kid? I had my mom and dad, you know, I always knew that if I wanted to say no, they'd be my scapegoat for something I didn't, you know, feel comfortable doing or or whatever. But just sit and think about the implications of those statements. Now, here's the other thing that they said. There's systematic distrust So they are more likely to cut their losses and not have relationships. They've learned to live without them. And they don't have social stamina. Sometimes I don't have social stamina because I'm around lots of people all the time and I know that I have to retreat and get quiet and have my moments. But these young people, and we say, oh, you should be out there with your friends and remember when I did that and I went to college and did this and this and this and this and this. They haven't had the practice that we have, so they don't have the social stamina. They also distrust because they see what the world is doing out there on the social media, even though that's their, <laughs> their, their safeguard and their safety blanket, they're more likely to cut their losses and not have relationships because they've learned to live without them. A third insight from this young woman. COVID changed the perceived, note the word perceived, value of connection. They actually are learning how important authentic relationships are. They don't want artificial. They want to, um, because they've learned the artificial nature of digital relationships. They really want one true authentic friend. They generally are socially handicapped. They want that. They know they are now understanding they need that, but they're socially handicapped. They don't have the stamina, so they don't have the skill set to do what they should naturally do. Insight number five, they now have a very clear idea of what positives came from the pandemic and what isolation did for them personally. One young person said, I am incredibly lonely in a crowd. 
emotions are going to come and go. They're signs for us. They're, they're that, well, you go to the doctor and you say, okay, I don't feel good. And he says, or she says, what's, what's wrong? Well, my stomach kind of hurts and um, I have this pain on my side and those are the symptoms, right? These loneliness symptoms don't look like a side ache necessarily. They are, I'm sad. I'm sad and I really don't know why. Or I, I cry when I kind of comes out of nowhere. Or I find myself kind of nervous about going out into the world to class or to a social event or something because I don't have the skill set, but they don't know how to articulate that. And I'd like to speak to that just personally. I'm not young in that, in that age gen- generation, but yeah, there's loneliness. Now, lonely versus loneliness. I mean, lonely is that I'm alone, right? I, I do things alone and sometimes I do feel lonely because you just would like to have somebody around or somebody to do something with. That's not what we're talking about. This loneliness in this isolation, this creating this separate world. I'm so independent, I can do it myself. And if we look at the trends, if we look at what's happening, medication has never been higher. And I'm not a doctor, so all of these are anecdotal generalizations, putting together the pieces of all different kinds of books that I read and people that I listen to and research that I do, suicide rates are higher than ever. We are more confused than ever about all our things. We don't really know who we are or are we facing ourselves? And do we ever ask ourselves How are we? And how would you answer that? Sometimes I'm prickly. I'm kind of porcupine-like because I'm irritated and agitated because I need people to, or want people to, whatever. Maybe I just woke up a little bit grouchy. What if I actually said, you know what? I'm kind of grouchy today. And the people around me, I maybe should say that. Like, look, I'm not having the best day. I'm, you know, because if you live with someone, if you're married, if you have friendships, they kind of know it anyway. But if you check in with yourself, and then what if you were honest, right? What if you picked up the phone and said, I'm not doing real well today. Instead of saying, oh my gosh, I'm anxious and I have anxiety and now I need medication. No, what you, no, these are normal, 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 normal emotions. I've said that before. This is normal nervous. When I get on these, when I get on stage to speak or even on a call with a client, a coaching client, or even recording these podcasts, I get nervous. It's normal. It's my body's way of saying, oh, you're getting ready to do something. Let's pay attention. We are more connected than ever, but never been more isolated. More lonesome, but never more connected. 
the implications are enormous. And I know that I'm going to maybe get some feedback over this, and that is okay. I will take it. You call me, you text me, whatever. I am so over the mental health words. It is mental fitness. And again, I heard that in another, as I was listening to some things, and I love mental fitness because this mental health becomes a crutch, in my opinion. We take mental health days. We take mental health... you know, it's our mental fitness. It's like our physical fitness. It's like our emotional fitness, our, our, our spiritual fitness. It's fitness. Where are you on your level of fitness? I work out and right now my, my physical fitness is not where I want it to be because some days I can't do what I normally do because I'm in kind of a transition of life. And so do I go, oh my gosh, I'm never going to do anything again and I'm a horrible person because I didn't go to the gym? No, I acknowledge and say, you know what? Today's not the best physical fitness day. I ate ice cream last night and I'm not feeling all of that. We don't say our physical, so, so the terminology there, we've become this, I mean, we don't need, I don't, anyway. This is the soapbox that I'm jumping on, but I have such a desire for this to turn around because all of it is, okay, we are hiding behind social media. We are hiding behind all the things because we're hurting. So we lash out at someone else and we make it someone else instead of really, as this young girl said, Facing yourself, contending with yourself. What if we all spent more time asking ourselves how we are and really giving a shit about that? Because think about it, when we ask people, how are you? Do we really listen to them? Can you really lead that? I had dinner a couple weeks ago with some young women who were just phenomenal. And one of these young women uh, had an internship a year ago and I remember seeing her at, during this internship, and I, I just looked at her and I said, hey, you doing okay? And she kind of looked at me and, and I said, I just get the sense that maybe this has been kind of a tough internship and a tough summer. And, you know, if you, here's my phone number. And I didn't have hers and I didn't ask for it. I just said, I just want you to know I recognize it. And here if you have any, you know. And a year later at this dinner a couple weeks ago, she looked at me and she said, I don't know how you knew, but you did. And she said, I went home to my mom and said, mom, this woman understood that I was, this, this internship was really hard because the person she was working for in the situation. And I say that because I took a minute to really see her. Folks, this we are so busy running from everything to everything to everything. It's all avoidance. Anxiety is avoidance. Avoidance of what we don't want to do or what we might be a little nervous about or scared about. But what if we turned it around and said, yeah, I am lonely. Who's Okay. If something happened today to you, who are you going to call? 
the day when you feel isolated or alone or you're having a tough, lonely day, who do you call? Who do you call? People don't wake up in the morning wanting to be mean to you. Generally don't believe that. And, and what's the solution? The solution, first of all, I believe that we have to work on ourselves, that we have to, have to own our stuff. And I haven't told my story exactly. And But a few years ago, I was in a very, very dark, dark, dark place and isolated and didn't even know it. And I had very dear friends call me and say, we may lose our friendship over this, but something's not right. And it was the jolt or the, oh my gosh, I got myself isolated and I got some work to do. And it wasn't about, while it was about my circumstances, it was facing myself. And I will tell you, hard, hard work. Best work I've ever done. And now people see me and they say, Cheryl, there's something different about you. And I'm like, mm-hmm, joy? Hmm. That I can honestly own my emotions and say, there are days that I cry like a baby because I am lonely. Or I'm sad or I'm absolutely jumping for joy and I'm like a rocket ship ready to take off. This topic scares me, folks. These young people that are coming into your places of business, they are socially handicapped. They are, they have a different set of skills than we did, than we expect them to. And until we connect with them, I don't care what kind of job you give them or they're going to leave because they're searching for something. They don't know what they're searching for, but they know that they're searching because they leave places and they jump places and they're not satisfied. Now, personally, my belief is that we are all searching for the connection and it's about God and it's, it's that that's the only way that we are truly satisfied. However, we are satisfied through relationships and other people. So these young people, they need you. And I've said that before. They do need you. They need you for connection. They need you to reach out to them on a regular basis, daily, multiple times a day to say, Hey, this, have you, Oh, could you, what about your insight on this? This topic is, it is, it's kind of epidemic. I mean, that's a harsh word, but when you read the statistics on suicide and you see what's happening, even particularly around our young men, we have work to do. And it doesn't start out there with some fancy program or anything. It starts with every person that you meet. Even as you're checking out at the store, if you look somebody in the eye and say, hey, how are you today? Or checking in with yourself every day. I hope this sparks conversation. That's what I want. I want you to share this with somebody and say, hey, listen to this. Let's talk about this. Did you hear this? 
podcast? Did you, have you heard those things? Let's get together. Let's be, take initiative. And this young gal, she said one of those in particular, one of her friends who was finding himself, and this was a college, more and more alone, he started then to initiate and go out there with just one person. And he started to realize it was fun. And she said, when he started reaching out to me, and then we were with a group of people, she said, I realized that I was struggling with it. And by going with him, I started to feel better. So I encourage us, check in with yourself. Let's start talking about this. Think about your organizations and your young people in your organizations, or even you're not young people in your organizations, all of us really, because we're so busy doing what we think the world needs us to do, running everywhere, and we're really not taking care of ourselves. Our mental fitness is just like our physical fitness, isn't so healthy right now. Let's talk about this. Let it impact somebody. I will put many of these things that I've talked about in the show notes. And yes, as Noah says, the shameless plug of rate, review, subscribe, share. And I'm just going to leave you with the question. How are you really? Thanks for listening.